It was I mean, the most frustrating experience I've ever had trying to get tickets to a concert. You couldn't get anything in the grass? I'm not sitting in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you want a chair. All I right. am too old. <laughs> All right, then. Forget it. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In Province Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. And a good morning to you. Vince on his way to New York City. He'll be at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We'll check in with Vince tomorrow. Michelle Richards is here. Debbie Lazga's back from vacation. Brandon Snide's got your sports. Adam Roberts in the newsroom. And Greg Pancake Hill producing the big show for us today. Today is a big day in Waukesha. It's been two years now since that parade tragedy, that attack that killed six people, 60 others were injured during the Christmas parade. And it's been two years, which is uh, amazing to think that it's been that long. There's a big day today. Uh, I wanted to bring this back here quickly, though. Sam Butson, who you may recognize that name. Sam is the producer of Wisconsin's Afternoon News, and she was at the parade. And I talked to her about it yesterday, and I thought it was just fascinating what she said. She said that through the chaos and just the, the horribleness of that situation when that happened, there's one thing that she observed immediately. You saw people trying to help as much as they could, whether it was keeping an injured person warm with their coat as a blanket or just kind of talking them through until paramedics came and police came to help. It was chaotic, but very impressive to see how willing people were to help in a time of just terror. And then Sam went on to say that it was so unique to see the city come together so quickly. Not that you wouldn't expect it, but it's just, it warms your heart to know it. There wasn't a street you could walk down without a blue light or a Waukesha Strong, a Waukesha Strong sign hanging in the window. Uh, all of the businesses had links to donating to the families impacted. Fundraising was huge. And there are multiple murals. So today marks two years since that event, and today is a special day in Waukesha. Joining us now on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is Waukesha Alderwoman Alicia Helvenslaben. Alderwoman, thank you for joining us. What can we expect today? We do know that there is a memorial that is being dedicated, correct? Yes, yes. So we have two memorials planned, um, one that is being dedicated uh, this evening, uh, just after 4.30, um, and that's at the time of the attack. Um, so people can expect a brief presentation that will then also be followed um, by an event for the Waukesha Strong Community Tile Project at the Clark, which is just kind of around the corner from where the uh, parade memorial is going to be. Um, and that's going to help support the, the second memorial that we hope to dedicate next year um, that will be the larger memorial in Greedy Park just down the street from downtown Waukesha where the attack occurred. Are you expecting a big turnout for this, or do you feel like the community might still be a little nervous about gathering in large crowds? I think that we will have um, a great turnout. The community has done a number of things to make people feel safer. I know that initially a lot of folks felt kind of weird or strange or afraid to go down onto Main Street, um, but I've really seen that change, and it changed pretty quickly because we came together as a community to make sure that we were putting things in place to help protect the community, um, including some really um, state-of-the-art barricades to make sure that people can't enter a space that is not for vehicles. 
Um, that said, as well, our um, police and fire department, as well as our public works department, do a really great job of making sure that every area is safe. So we will have those areas um, at the five points in downtown Waukesha on Main Street and Broadway. Um, that's all going to be closed off to vehicles. Um, but if people are looking for a place to park, because we know that they're probably going to be coming, the South Street uh, parking ramp will be available for parking for folks who are coming down to visit. Alderwoman Alicia Hovenslebin joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. And there's a specific reason for that time, right, that this dedication is going to take place at 4.39 p.m. today. Correct. Yes, that is when the attack occurred exactly two years ago. You know, uh, Alicia, one thing that I noticed through all of this, and it reminds me of uh, Oak Creek in a way, and I, and I don't know what I was expecting, not that I was expecting it to be any different, really, but Oak Creek, after the Sikh Temple shooting, it was amazing how quickly the Sikhs and the authorities there, the police, uh, the, the mayor at the time, Steve Scafidi, how everyone there came together and we're not going to let one tragic event, one horrible event define them. I feel like there's been a unique situation in Waukesha, too, the same way, where, hey, we're moving together, we're not forgetting, but we're going to honor and mark the moment and share love instead of being afraid or embarrassed by what happened. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. I think if anything really came out of this, it's not um, it, it's not about the attack itself. It's about the way that the community was able to come together so quickly to support each other, um, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, you know, especially as this comes right before the holidays, right? We're heading into Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and the other winter holidays, Hanukkah, whatever it is that people celebrate. Um, but we were able to come together, not just as families, but as a community. Um, and it, it really feels like we're all connected. Even people who weren't at the parade, I think, still feel that sense of togetherness, that sense of community as we head into the holidays. How important do you think these memorials are in the healing process? And, you know, what kind of reaction have you been hearing from people, you know, as, as you've been planning this project and as you are now going to dedicate it today? Yeah, so I think it's incredibly important. I think that any time there's some sort of a tragedy like this, it's important for people to have a place where they can go, remember, reflect, grieve um, as necessary. Um, so that's why we planned them the way that we did. We knew that we wanted to have something on Main Street that would be you know, where the attack actually occurred. But we also know that Ace is at a premium right there on Main Street. And so to do something that would be um, really respectful to everyone who was um, killed or injured or affected in some way, we wanted a place where they could really sit down and really appreciate um, what happened and, and something where people could properly reflect. And so that's what you're going to see um, with that second memorial then next year um, in Grady Park, which again is just off Main Street, so still nearby, but out of the way where people can feel like they have their own space where they can do what they need to do, reflect in any way that they need to. Um, so I think that we've done a really great job. We've gotten some really great feedback. We've gotten tons of donations from the community. Um, if you go to the Waukesha website, Waukesha City website, um, and that's waukesha-wi.gov, you can see a list of all of the people who have donated. Um, and those are people all over the world. So not just local people, but people all over the world who want to support um, what we have going on, um, as well as some local businesses uh, who have been very supportive. Um, we are still looking for more donations for that second memorial next year. 
Uh, so if there is anybody interested, um, any level of donation is great. So please take a look at our website. Um, you can find all the information about donating there, as well as the information about the Community Tile Project, um, which as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be opportunity this evening, but if tonight doesn't work, um, there's plenty of other ways to get involved in that project. And those are $25 tiles that people design themselves that will be included in the final um, memorial next year. And come one, come all. If you weren't directly affected, doesn't mean that your place isn't welcome. Everyone is welcome to be there today. Absolutely, of course. We welcome everyone. Alderman Alicia Heavenslaben joining us on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thank you for all the energy you've put toward this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It is 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So again, the dedication today is at 439 p.m. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that were impacted by this who may not have known somebody, myself included, our family included, who may not have known someone involved or who may not have even been there, but it really affected you. Um, and this is one of those times when we can honor and we can celebrate. I, I thought um, Chief Dan Thompson really said it correctly. He was on WTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi and Ann Schwartz last week, and here was his proud moment of where the city has come. I'm very proud of the resiliency of this community. I'm very proud of the resiliency of our first responders. But that doesn't mean that we're still not hurt. We're still not affected by it. But what we're doing is that incident is not defining us. What it did is demonstrate the character and refines our resiliency and strength on not letting that incident bring us down, but actually bring us closer together. So if you have an opportunity, see you at the Five Points intersection in downtown Waukesha later this afternoon. It's 821. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back Monday on his way to New York for the big parade on Thanksgiving Day. Eric Bill said along with Michelle Richards. So I always have the other problem. I always have the kid asking uh, Santa for something that's super, super expensive. Michelle, <laughs> well, we have that, but we also have a swear word pass on the topping, topping my 10 year old's list. So what does that mean? A swear word pass? Like she gets maybe like a punch card. Maybe I create like a little punch card. And anytime she says a swear up to a certain number, I just say I just give it a punch and say, it's OK. You dropped an F-bomb in front of grandma and grandpa. <laughs> oh. No worries. Oh, <laughs> she- See, yeah. You want to be careful with all you don't want this to get like a habit type of thing. So you got to stay, stay on top of the punch card. <laughs> so, does she have a problem of no. just dropping one? She is just a goofball. She is just a total <laughs> silly goofball. And also, this isn't happening, by the way. I, see, I love this idea. I love this idea. Like, sure. All right. Enjoy the stocking. That hey, sounds you, great. You get extra bonus points if you come up with another way of saying it that's not offensive. Like fork? Yeah. <laughs> Shut, Shut the, the front, front door. door. Ah, <laughs> great minds. No. Do you think if you were to give her a swear pass, I, I think this is awesome. <laughs> if you were to give her a swear pass, do you think she'd just burn through that card in one day? No, I, in I, one picture, I picture this look on her face like, I'm doing something naughty and getting away with it. You know, like just I, I don't even know if she'd do it. I think she would chicken out, honestly. You don't think she would do it at you? Right. But then how do I how do I punch the card if if I'm not there witnessing her? Well, swearing? I was gonna say, would she tell you? <sighs> That's no. great. I love it. Maybe she would. I See, I think that's brilliant because usually the kid is asking for something that you can't even afford 
or it's something that's so dramatic and unbelievable or too big or what have you, or a giant trip or whatever. This kid is just asking for a card. I, I... Well, she also wants a live duck or a pig. So, <laughs> <laughs> Although pigs are very smart animals. So. A duck. What? what am I going to do with a no, duck? No, why a duck? <laughs> I don't. Where is this coming Again, from? Again, she is just a goofball. She is just a funny, funny kid. You know what you tell her when she asks for a duck? You know what you say? F you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you punch your own card in front of her. On it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, Black Friday is nearly upon us. And even though Black Friday isn't what it used to be, I don't think you have the people waiting in line outside of Best Buy at midnight like you did back in right. the day. No campers. And, yeah, and you don't even have the uh, the Thanksgiving Day shenanigans like you used to have anymore as much, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have people going to go shop at 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day night. Um, but still, there are deals to be had, and it generally seems to be the tech stuff. So she wants like a new TV, flat screen or something like that. That you might be able to get a good deal on. I'm not buying her a TV. That's ridiculous. She's 10. <laughs> she can watch TV in, in the living room where the rest of us do. You know what she's going to say. F you. <laughs> 28 Wisconsin Morning News. Headlines Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead here along with Michelle Richards. Eric, you just took an international flight not too long ago. I did. How was the food? Um, it was just like a wafer, like in a little wrapped, pre-wrapped wafer thing. It was okay. fine. It was fine. Okay, yeah. well... Airplanes aren't known for having the greatest food, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but this one might be the worst ever. So a passenger on a China Eastern Airlines flight showed the menu for those flying in business class, which included, okay, beef, seafood, some soup. But then among the choices for a starter is imported dog food with okra. Dog food? Imported. So not just fancy dog food. Now, is that a delicatessen? Is that like a special <laughs> dish in some areas of the world? No, it's probably just a bad translation. But of course, the Internet is like, what? You know, what is this really? Is it a hot dog? Like, what is it supposed to be? What do you think imported dog food would be in Chinese? So if not a hot dog. Hmm. I'm going to say I'm going to say like chicken fingers. <laughs> OK, yeah, that might be it. I mean, I don't. I don't speak Chinese, but yeah, it could be anything, right? But uh, what goes with okra? Like maybe oh, like right, a jambalaya point. or something? <laughs> <laughs> Imported jambalaya with okra. So I was wondering if maybe, I mean, who knows? In some areas, uh, dogs get fed pretty well. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's well, actually legitimately good dog food. And maybe they, <laughs> maybe it's a pet-friendly flight. I, I don't know. But um, the Independent is trying to contact the airline to figure out what it ah, really is. Okay. So if if we get that answer, I'll I'll let you know. Eight forty three, Wisconsin's morning news with Vince Vetrano, Eric Bilstead, along with Michelle Richards. Debbie's got the roads. Adam Roberts in the newsroom, and Greg Pancake Hill keeping us on track. There's news to get to regarding our favorite guy. There's some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. They got a Musk watch. Elon Musk now is going after Media Matters. Major lawsuit coming here. It's a nonprofit media watchdog. And Media Matters, Michelle, published a story that says X, formerly known as Twitter, promoted anti Semitic content. 
And now he's fighting back. After Media Matters accused X of placing brand name ads next to pro-Nazi content, Elon Musk promised a thermonuclear lawsuit. What he filed accuses Media Matters of a smear campaign. Musk's social media platform said Media Matters decided it would not let the truth get in the way of a story it wanted to publish so it could drive advertisers from the platform and destroy X. ABC's Aaron Katursky. So Media Matters claims it found ads for Apple, IBM, some other brands, alongside posts that tout Hitler. Now, X accuses the group of manipulating the algorithms, saying that not a single authentic user of the X platform saw those ads next to that content. Uh, X now seeking unspecified damages. Here's what's interesting, though. Part of this also deals with the fact that Elon Musk liked or promoted some anti-Semitic content that's been posted on the site. So now he's dealing with that, and you already have a bunch of uh, brands that are dropping off of X at the moment. Here's the thing that I find very interesting, is that Elon Musk, as you know, is more than just tied to Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. He also does SpaceX. He also has got Tesla. I mean, as far as I know, government and everyone's still involved with SpaceX. No one has a problem with that, but as of now, only have a problem with X. I'm curious if and when this expands to other entities that are under the Elon Musk umbrella. Is he going to challenge Media Matters to a cage fight? That's that would be awesome. Know. Oh, my gosh, that'd be great. I don't know who <laughs> runs Media Matters. Someone probably knows, but I don't. But, yeah. So, anyway, so there's that. Other tech news, though. OpenAI. This is uh, those that uh, run ChatGPT. So, this is the artificial intelligence stuff, Michelle. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> Questions swirling around the future of OpenAI because of their CEO. An open revolt inside OpenAI. Just days after the company's board of directors fired its CEO, Sam Altman, 725 out of the approximately 770 employees signing a letter attacking the board's competence and threatening to quit. On Monday morning, news hit that Altman would join Microsoft, OpenAI's biggest investor, to lead a new advanced AI research team. And now, those same OpenAI employees warning that they could be headed there next. Isn't Silicon Valley the best? When you can just say, hey, I'm going to go leave and go work at this other company now. Well, I'm just astonished by all these people who are so loyal to their CEO. Like, where do you see that? (laughs) Who are these people? 720 out of the 720. Well, just like, do they know him? Because I think They believe. Just like Steve Jobs. (laughs) They believe in him, Michelle. Okay. All right. He inspires a following. I do find that pretty fascinating, though, because no other industry is like that. We can just, you know what, hey, we're, we're going to go work down the street here then. Hey, we're just going to log in on this other computer here over, you know, if you don't change your ways or if you don't bring Altman back or what have you. And it was like 700 some employees. Is that what I heard? 725 out of the 770. And there are that many. Wow, that's like the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and they're all upset that he's gone. So they're going to follow him, they say. Okay. Unless the board changes there, its ways. Are there enough job openings? For 720-some people? Isn't that a, a little presumptuous? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of conversation about what tech jobs actually are and who these people actually are. You've heard of, like, remember, what was it, a year ago when, like, uh, Meta and Google and everyone was, like, mm-hmm. shedding 
tens of thousands of jobs and you wondered what these people were doing anyway. If a Toronto was there, he'd bring up the beanbag. Sitting around doing something. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But Solving anyway, Rubik's cube. Yeah. So that's the that this uh, Sam Altman story is huge right now. Figuring out what's going to happen with the CEO as he heads to to run the Microsoft version and whether or not these employees will follow him there. I just that what a great industry that must be when you can just up and leave like that. Man, these people must be nice. It's eight forty eight on Wisconsin's Morning News. Your forecast. Sponsored by Dave Drake Campeding, where your comfort is their family's tradition. We do have this rain-snow mix we're still watching this morning. Eventually, that will move on. And we'll have a cloudy and windy day today, a high of 44. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, a low of 34. For, what is it called? Blackout Wednesday? Yes. No clue. What's Is that what yes. it's called? Blackout, Blackout Wednesday. Why is mm-hmm. it called that? Because everyone's going home for Thanksgiving oh. and they're maybe seeing people that they haven't seen in a while, like their friends from high school, college, yeah. back in the day. Huh. And then they just go out and get blasted. I'm missing, an, I'm missing an opportunity <laughs> right. that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, you're not getting invited to something. Mm, anyway, Wednesday looks sunny and nice, a high of 46. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, sunny and windy. A high of 45. Friday, sunny, a high of 40. Saturday, sunny but cool, a high of 38. Right now in Milwaukee, it's 42 degrees at 852. That voice you're hearing, Steve Scafidi, who is coming up next along with Michelle Richards. I'm Eric Bilstead. Vince Vetrano is on his way to New York for the parade, which is Thursday. So Michelle's got family in the parade as well Hmm. on Thursday, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Holding up the big balloons? No, uh, my niece Bryn is in the color guard, so she will be waving a flag and Very nice. doing her thing. That's got to be a cool thing. Millions of people watching the parade yes. on TV. I think it's such an awesome once-in-a-lifetime experience for those kids. As a parent, I don't know if I'd want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hassle, you know, like, I bet. It just has so many people, and you have to get up so early in the morning to find a spot, but you, I think you should do it once. Like well, If you have the opportunity, at least do it once. If you had the choice, whether it was like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or Times Square on New Year's Eve, which one would you choose? <sighs> they both sound awful. <laughs> I would love the Times Square thing. If someone like drove me there and then dropped me off and then picked me up, if I had to hassle with all the getting there stuff, I wouldn't right. want to do it. If there was some VIP treatment, yes. you know, and like yeah. there was somewhere, there's a bathroom nearby. Somebody and... can hook me up. But don't they treat you like cattle? Don't they like yeah. kind of push you in and, and have you sit in one spot and then move you out? Not even sit, stand for like yeah. hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. That hours. doesn't seem common. And it's always like rainy and snowy and no. Mm-mm. Yeah, but it's. New Year's. It's special. I get it. But you can watch uh, What's-His-Face get drunk on CNN, so <laughs> right. th- that value is always there. So, Steve, big uh, announcement came down this morning, and I know you're a music guy, and Michelle, I know you are as well. A huge tour announced this morning. A month after they released their first new album of original material in 18 years, Hackney Diamonds, the Rolling Stones have just announced they're hitting the road. They'll kick off a 16-city North American tour in Houston April 28th. 
And wrap things up in Santa Clara, California on July 17th. After stops in New Orleans, Las Vegas, Seattle, Atlanta, Philly, Denver, Chicago, L.A., and Vancouver. The Stones last performed across the U.S. in 2021. Tickets for the new tour go on sale December 1st. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So the show in Chicago will be at Soldier Field to see the Stones. Have I, you got, neither of you have seen the Stones. I've, I've seen the Stones. Oh, yeah. I saw them in 83. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Rosemont Horizon, which I think is renamed now. Yep, it is. Uh, 25 bucks, still have the ticket. Nice. And I was close to the stage. It was a tremendous. All right, so that bucket list is over then. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about that one. Yeah, I'd still. I'd love to see them in Vegas, though. That would be a great concert. I wonder if they do. Is, the, is U2 exclusive in the sphere, or can other bands be in there? I think at the moment it's just you two. Yeah, because they would be awesome to see in there. Because that's, that's on my bucket list to see the inside of the sphere for a concert. The new venue in, in Vegas. What else do they would they do in there besides like a U2 show? Nutcracker? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, they always have tours where they show you this amazing you know, view of the world, 360. They, they do tours for like 50 bucks. We almost did that when I was there a couple weeks ago. But now, Is it jarring to see that giant dome? It's weird, yeah, because you, you see it from everywhere. And if we were high up, I think we are on the 31st floor at the Aria last time, and you could see it like over there towards, I think it's towards the wind by the golf course. Um it's amazingly large and it's bright. Daytime, not so much because it's sunny all the time, but at night it stands out. It's it's something you should see. I mean, I love Vegas. Well, as far as the Stones go, I'm. You don't want to see them? No, I don't want to see them at Soldier Field. I I've seen yep. shows there before. It's, yeah, I don't think meh. that's the best venue. I mean, Doesn't do anything I, for me. Yeah, it's 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 just. It's so you a, have you not seen them? I have not. Oh, I yeah, did you should not, definitely see them when they played Summerfest or at least played the you know the theater that one time. I. Wasn't able to get tickets for that. So I'd like to see them at least once. I'm sure they put on a good three-and-a-half-hour show, right? Yeah. They're, they're entertainers above, above all else. And God, they're 80 years old now, so they're still doing amazing things. And the, I, the songs I've heard from this album are, are, are pretty, pretty close to what they do. The fact that they can do that at 80 is just mind-blowing to me. Michelle, you're oddly Love quiet. Well, you know Gonna be Miss Negative again here, but how much are those? <laughs> how much are those tickets gonna cost? Oh God, five hundred uh, well, plus at least. I mean, it's at just least. not accessible for me right now. Yeah, you got to save up for it. It's like right. that's a big deal. I would love to see the Stones. I would absolutely love it, but I don't know if I could. Who else is on your list of bands that Eric asked me this question that you haven't seen? Mine, mine was you too. Who's on your list that you, you got to go see? I haven't seen McCartney. I saw Ringo Starr when he came with his yeah. all-star band. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> at Summerfest a lot. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. love to I've see I've seen him a, a number of times. I saw McCartney at Lambeau, which was absolutely you know amazing as well. So I saw Billy Joel a few times, Springsteen a, at least a dozen times. I mean, I've seen a lot of acts. I don't, can't think of anyone else who's on my list that I would I'd absolutely want to go see. I really want to see Noah Kahn. Where? He's a newer guy, so he's playing at uh, uh, East Tra- uh, Alpine. Okay, but that is that, still that music ticket at Alpine? sale. Yes, that ticket sale though. Like I got in the line, and every time I clicked on tickets, I got a notification that they were gone. It was the most frustrating experience I've ever had trying to get tickets to a concert. You couldn't get anything in the grass? I'm not sitting in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you want a chair. All I right. am too old. All for right, that. then. Forget it. She is Michelle Richards. She's back tomorrow. <laughs> He's Steve Scafidi. WTMJ now is next. Business Headlines First, though. It's sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here is the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin. Kohl's stores need a new president. Dave Alves, who joined the company in March, exits to pursue 
pursue other opportunities. The company discloses no further information about his departure. GE Healthcare and UW-Madison say a new research collaboration could yield advances in treating prostate cancer and liver disease. Ten-year agreement takes the organizations to new frontiers in digital technologies. Ascension Wisconsin names new presidents for Columbia St. Mary's Milwaukee and Elmbrook Hospital. Andre Story takes the lead on the east side, Kurt Schley in Brookfield. I'm Rich Kirchin with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ. Old National Bank. I just got your home equity loan and this feeling of like joy and exhilaration overcame me. Yeah, it's a phenomenon we call getting old. Wow, so I'm not the only one? No, small business owners feel it with expansion loans. Families feel it when they're setting up trusts in 529s, nonprofits who need financing to help the community, and anyone who needs investment advice. They all feel it. So it's not just me? No, you're in a pretty big club. Like a club I can join? I really don't. Is there at least a secret handshake? Old National Bank, where relationships and results matter. Old National. Get old. Member FDIC. The Brewers' annual clubhouse sale returns for two days only, Friday, December 1st and Saturday, December 2nd from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Head to American Family Field to save up to 80% on Brewers apparel, game-used items, and memorabilia. Plus, get a free Brewers water bottle or tumbler when you spend $100 or more while supplies last. It's the Brewers' best sale of the season right in time for the holidays. Don't miss out. We keep you safe, warm, and dry, Semper Fi. Our production department really kicked it into gear this season, and we finished before we thought we would. And we'd like to keep our people working until the snow flies, so we're going to offer a discount. Now, a lot of discounts you hear about, they're just off an already inflated rate that ends up right in the same slot as everybody else. And this